Welcome to episode 43 of the Current Backloggers. The date is December 2nd. I'm your host, Casey P. And it's just me today. Cody had some stuff he had to help uh, one of our friends with. So he could not be here today. And I wanted to lead with that because sometimes I assume that people are watching on YouTube. But I know we actually have a decent amount of people watching on or listening on podcast services now. So I want to try and train myself to not assume people are watching on YouTube. Hopefully you are, but no matter how you're with us, we appreciate it. So I want to try and keep that in mind as we go forward. But with that, we'll just get right into the show. So what I've been up to is not a whole lot this week. I've been working some more overtime. And then when we recorded our last episode, we were talking, me and Cody were talking about how in just a matter of hours after that, we'd be going Black Friday shopping. And it was literally a matter of hours of that. I got two and a half hours of sleep, I think. Woke up at 4 a.m., went out at 5 a.m. with Cody and my friend, or our friend Derek, and went uh, Black Friday shopping. Cody stayed with us for couple hours I think went to different stores I found a decent amount of deals actually way more than I normally buy on Black Friday usually all my friends are piling stuff in I'm like oh man that was great but I'm not finding a lot of deals or if I am it's not stuff that I really need or want I don't think it has to be things you need but I try and not go overboard but this year is kind of Sorry if you heard that terrible noise, especially if you're listening to podcasts because you can't see what's happening. Uh, but if you are watching, I'm not sure why the noise was so loud. It was a little confusing to myself. But, um, yeah, I know Cody and Derek were bummed out because they didn't really find anything. I found a decent amount, which I'll get to when we talk about pickups. But like I said, Cody stuck with us for a couple hours, and then he split off and went home. Now, me and Derek went on an adventure to go to CC's, which is a pizza buffet place that uh, we used to have. Well, they're all over, and we used to have a few in Central Ohio, but they haven't been here for years now. So the closest one to us is a little over an hour away, so we adventured there. Went there, had a good time. There's a GameStop right by there, so we did some more Black Friday shopping before we ate. And then we came back, Derek split off, he went home. I kept shopping on my own, and then I met up with my family and went shopping with them. And I didn't get home till after 8 p.m., so I got like two and a half hours of sleep. Woke up at 4 a.m. and left at 5 a.m. Well, I actually left at like 4.30 a.m., but didn't start shopping till 5. And didn't return till 8 p.m. that day, so pretty crazy day, but a fun day. Um... So crazy in a good way, but I think that's actually all I've been up to. So we can get into things we forgot about from the week before, or sometimes more so if you're me. I always forget stuff every time I do these, and I'm putting a list together. I'm like, oh, God, I'm still missing something. I know I did this time, sometimes sometimes even weeks ahead. But some of these could maybe corrections. Some are maybe just things I forgot. So last week... 
I forgot to mention what type of we've been watching. I also watched the Thanksgiving, the Macy's Thanksgiving uh, Parade. And it was the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Um, so you have all your cringe, all your terrible comedy or commentary. And then you don't even have the crowd, so it's way more awkward. But I think the part that stuck out to me the most was, I can't remember which performer it was, but it was the li worst lip sync I've ever seen in my life. Which makes it even more confusing now, because they like to put on a show and wear their mask, even though nobody's even close to them, just to show that they care about it, even though they could be completely fine not wearing them. But I feel like now you have literally the perfect excuse, especially since people are like that, to put on masks, and nobody could tell if you're lip syncing anyways, but for some reason they do it at times you don't need to, and then at times where you still don't need to, but you could at least hide your awful performance, they don't choose to do it for some reason. So I just want to point that out and um, point out how I think it's kind of weird that artists aren't taking advantage of that. I think lip syncing is super lame, so I'm not saying you should or it's a good thing. But like I said, they like to make a point of wearing them when nobody's around anyways. So I feel like it'd be kind of dumb not to take advantage of that if you're like that. And then when I was talking about um, how our podcast stats on our website, our host site, keep tracks of the different states that uh, we're in and who's listening, I was talking about how it reminds me of uh, the feature on the DS when you pass somebody. And I didn't really explain that or say what it was, but it's called Street Pass. And if you don't know what it is, it was actually one of my favorite things about the DS. And I don't feel like... A ton of people knew about it, and I feel like even a lot of people did. Just thought it was kind of lame, but to me, it was one of the coolest things because I love stats and I love all kinds of stuff like this. So that's why when I figured out our podcast host website had stats, and to the point where it showed geographically where everybody's at, I was like, "Oh man, it's so cool!" I feel like to a lot of people, it's just boring or kind of nerdy, but I love that kind of stuff. But Street Pass is was a uh, and still is I. It's hard to find people to do it now. If you had a 3DS and you left it in sleep mode and just put it in your pocket and you passed somebody else's in sleep mode, you would it wouldn't add them to your friends list, but it would add them to your map and you'd have like a little message that they sent you and what game they were playing last. So it's kind of a just cool like thing to pass by somebody and get a little bit of information. And also exactly like I was talking about the our podcast website, it fills in the world map as you go um, and to go off of that actually I told me and Cody were talking about how Michigan was head of Ohio and our highest state of all of them and we didn't know how it was possible and where it could be coming from and we did think that maybe that wasn't completely accurate maybe somebody's location was wrong or something but we saw the mystery Cody did himself actually and that is that his job is listing as Michigan. So um, some, if not all of those, are coming from Cody. But I did also figure out I was only looking at the stats per month and lifetime. Ohio is way ahead of Michigan. So again, Michigan lost out. Even when I thought they won, they lost. Um, and then Will said added two new states, New York and Virginia. 
So we're at seven now. So there's 43 more to go. I think we'll be there by maybe never, but hopefully soon. Um, and then we can get into um, corrections, questions, and feedback. So I'm going to start with the question of the week from last week that James sent that I did not answer because I wanted to think about longer. And I'll repeat it here. So he said, a while back you guys talked about games you think would make a good show or movie. So my question this week is the opposite of that. Is there any shows or movies you think might make a good game? And so, like I said, James, this is something I wanted to think about. So I put a list together. So I have quite a few here. But even with this list, I think a lot of these would be really cool ideas. But I know I'm still missing stuff. And not because I didn't have long enough. But I just overthink these things. So I'm definitely, I'm going to run over these and get an idea of how I think some of these games could actually be as games. Some I'm not really sure how it will work. I just think they'd be cool ideas. But also, I think I'm going to keep this as an ongoing thing. Because I know I've watched so many shows and movies. And as I watch them, I'm like, oh man, how is this not a video game? Or, oh man, this would be such a cool video game. So I'm going to read these off. But I'm also going to keep that in mind. And um, as we go on with the episodes each week. If I've watched something, I'm going to bring it up and say why I think it would be a good video game. So it will be a kind of an ongoing segment we can do as well. I won't. It won't be an actual segment we do every week. Just if something comes up, I'll mention it. So for shows, um, the first one I'm going to mention has actually already had a video game I've talked about on this podcast. And it is Lost, which probably no shot to anybody that knows me. And... I've talked about the Lost game on here multiple times, so I won't go too into it. But the game isn't horrendous, but it's definitely not a good game either. And it had promise there. I just feel like it didn't have the money and the the development skill behind it. Because I feel like Lost is a perfect setup for a game. So I would love to see somebody that could do it right and has the money and the love and passion for it. I think some of that was in there with the Lost game, but I feel like with what they had to work with. They could only do so much to the point where most of the voice actors were not even the voice actors from the show. So I think that tells you the budget they were working with and time frame and everything they had to go off of. I'm sure it'll never happen because obviously Lost is only getting less popular as time goes on, unfortunately. They're every year talk about a reboot or a reimagining of the show, which I would obviously for sure watch, but I don't even know how I'd feel about that. I just have to check it out. So we'll see about that. And then the next one, I'm sure this has had to have some kind of game or something, but not in the way I'm thinking about it for sure. And that is Star Wars The Clone Wars and the TV show of it, not the movie. And the reason for that is I feel like this would be a very cool, persistent game, which might sound like a joke or contradicting what we talk about here all, all the time on the podcast, especially me. Because I say how I hate living games and things are just always added. But I feel like this one you could do very cool and different. Not, I think that part of the issue with persistent games and living games is that they're all just trying to be Destiny. And I don't think they do it nearly as well as Destiny. And even Destiny I think has its issues. But I think this could be cool if it was persistent in the way that it was episodic. But not really like Telltale games. But... 
like persistent games are. So you'd have one um, Clone War story and then they release a new one and just keep going, but you wouldn't have to pay for everyone episodically. It would just be a persistent living game. But like I said, very different in the way that it's telling a, a singular story that all connects eventually. And I feel like there's obviously tons of Star Wars games. Like I said, I'm sure there's even been, there had to be Clone Wars games. Um, but I feel like the Star Wars Clone Wars show, that art style that they did use for the movie, I'm talking about that one. I know there's two different Clone Wars. I feel like that just fits video games so well. And with how technology progressed since then, I feel like it would only look cleaner. So I'd be totally down for that. And then the next one I have is another show, and that is Dexter, which I know it's had some mobile games and stuff like that, but there hasn't been a actual real like console or major release. And Dexter, if you haven't watched it, is a fantastic show. Not Dexter's Laboratory, which is also a good show, but I'm talking about the Showtime show. This is a lot of shows. Um, but Dexter starring Michael C. Hall and... He's a serial killer. Well, not serial killer, I guess. He's a killer. I'm not sure how. Yeah, I think just killer. That uh, works in the blood department in uh, the Miami police station. But he's kind of like Jigsaw in the way that he kills people that don't deserve life or are terrible people. And the legal system and... I was like, please, and all that had to go through so much that they can't, even though I'm sure some of them would if they could, if they'd be honest, just want to get rid of people that are just truly horrendous people. And I think that's what Dexter does. And I think that's why as dark as it is and as hard as it can be to watch sometimes, I think you can kind of get behind it because not just a serial killer is going crazy. You're like, yeah, I can totally see how you'd be this way. And People are this nuts, and you just had to watch them go through a system and get away with shit, how you just had enough at points. And I don't know exactly how this game would play. I just, I think if it was done right, it could be really cool. And I think that would work, work really well for uh, gameplay and storytelling, the mixture of, like, trying to do all this but not let them figure out. And I wouldn't want it to be, like, a straight-up stealth game, like, oh, we figured it out. Now we caught you. But I would want it to be kind of like narrative in the, that way. And I don't know. I think it would be really cool. And then the next one is a fantastic show. One of my favorite shows of all time, if you haven't seen it. I was going to say it's underrated, but I think just kind of underviewed maybe. Because it kind of became a cult show. And that is Jericho. A fantastic show about a... A nuclear bomb that goes off and in a small town in Kansas, Jericho is the name of the city. And all the power goes out and everything starts going to hell. And then you start figuring out that it wasn't the only bomb. And it's kind of mystery from there of like what the world's like. And they have no outside communication to the world. And they don't know what's going on. So it's kind of like a kind of post-apocalyptic but like right at the hit of it so it's not too apocalyptic yet so it's kind of a I know post-apocalyptic is really overdone especially now but it wasn't really at the time and also even then like I said this is 
I think a definitely a different approach on that because like right as it happens, not way off in the future where there is no like society anymore. So I think you could do something really cool with that. Um, the next one, we'll move on to movies here. The first two have actually already been moved or have already been games, but I don't think any either of them succeeded very well in what they're trying to do. And the first one is Avatar, not the Last Airbender, but the uh, Pandora Avatar, and I think this game, if you played it, it came out on 360. It was good. It was fun. And this is a game you could tell they did put time and passion into it. But it kind of just felt like a decent game, nothing special. And the world of Pandora and all the creatures and the landscape and the different stories you could tell in it, I think you could do something really special with it. And I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if they're making another one to go along with the movies. And I feel like maybe even I've heard that. But i got to be honest with you, Avatar is one of my favorite movies of all time. Some people make fun of that, but I fucking love it. And so as soon as they announced the sequels, everybody tossed me nonstop about it and tossed about how they can't wait for it to come out. Because before Avatar came out, I was hyping it up. And I was hyping up before a lot of other people were not trying to be hipster. It's just true. Because before it came out, it wasn't expected to be this, what it turned into, the highest grossing movie at, at the time. Some people weren't talking about it. Some people just thought it was a good action movie. But I love James Cameron, and this movie just sounds so special to me and how long he's been wanting to make it. I said, like, this is going to be so cool. And it was everything I wanted. But like I said, the reason for bringing up how I was following that for so long before it came out is that I know how early he started talking about it and how many times it got pushed back and how the technology just wasn't there yet and how to keep doing these things. So as much as I want a sequel to happen and how he has like four movies lined up and all this and potentially a game, I don't care until it happens because I'm not... Everybody's like, yeah, but now it's coming out next year and they just keep next year, next year. I'm like, I, you tell me when it comes out. I'm not going to go along with this. I know how this goes. Um, but then the next one is, like I said, this one also had a game. It actually had two games, which is weird that they didn't do that great even after a second attempt. But that is Saul, which I previously mentioned when I was talking about um, Dexter. Based off the movie series Saul, obviously. Um, again, both these games, um, if you look at worst games of all um, all time, a lot of them have Saul on there now. But if you look at the reviews, they were kind of mediocre at the time. So I'm not sure where it reversed that this game was like uh, that kind of tier of a game. Because I played the, uh, both of them. I didn't finish either of them because I didn't think they were great. But yeah, these, these are fine. But there's something so much cooler you could do with the concept of Saul. And Saul is actually my favorite horror movie. Because I'm sure I talked about this on the Halloween or horror episodes we've done, but I know a lot of times people, are like, I don't like Saw, I don't like gore, which I don't have a problem with gore, but I'm not like a, a gore porn like some people are. And uh, the gore can be cool sometimes, the traps are crazy, but to me, 
it actually is a storyline, the twist and the shit that is just mind blowing, especially the first movie. And I know a lot of people hate on the later ones. I think they go down, well, not downhill. I think they kind of go up and down depending on what you're talking about. But I think none of them live up to the first one for sure. But I think all of them have their high points and good moments. But. Yeah, there's just something about Saul that I remember that I didn't, till the third one came out, I didn't even see any of them because that's exactly what I thought. I was like, I don't, gore doesn't bother me, but I'm not going to see a movie that just tries to go so hard into the gore. So you're like, oh my God, this gore is so gross and crazy. I'm like, that's not really enough to keep me going. And then people wouldn't shut up about it. So once the third one, I'm pretty sure it came out. I uh, watched the first one. I remember I watched it all alone in my room. And I was like, yeah, I guess it's kind of interesting. And I won't spoil it in case you somehow haven't seen it if you haven't watched it. But when that ending happened, I was like, holy shit. And it just retroactively made the rest of the movie so good. Which makes sense if you know what it is or if you haven't. Like I said, definitely watch it. But I think it could just be so cool. And the game did some cool stuff with the traps and the puzzles. But I think he could go so much farther with that. Or if you want to get real crazy and potentially actually terrifying, make it a VR game, which I'd be all about. And uh would be so horrifying if you had like a trap around your neck. And I was about to see, I was about to do something visual, but I forgot. I'm trying to train myself for podcast listeners. But I guess you could also keep in mind if I do anything like that. And it doesn't make sense that you can find us on YouTube at the same name. But like if you have one of those uh, like bear, bear traps around your neck and you could like look down and have to see it. I never, when I thought about this, I actually wasn't thinking about VR. And as soon as I said that, I was like, oh man, this could be fucking awesome. Because that's like exactly, in Saul, they always wake up to what they're in. So could, the VR could go black and then go like um, be woken up and then have the trap around you and you have to like look down to see it. I think that would be fucking awesome. And then this next one, I'm not even that big a fan of movie. I think kind of like Saul, but not the gore. It just tried to get more and more crazy. And I think it was a really interesting concept, just kind of lame and poor execution. And that is the Purge movies, which like I said, I think the, um, the idea of it is so cool obviously very dark so cool is a word weird, weird word to use but the idea of society is so messed up that you just have 24 hour period to go as crazy as you want and no crimes are illegal i feel like it makes such a crazy ass game and like i said the execution of the movies i feel like they kept trying to go more and more crazy and throw political stuff in there and just get kind of weird with it but I think the premise of it is really cool. So I think that could be a cool game. These next two. Actually, these next three. Because I'm going to throw this other one in there above it. Um, are going to maybe sound like jokes. But I think I have ideas for them. So the first one is Basketball. Which, if you don't know, is a fantastic live action movie by people made South Park. Uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. And... If you haven't watched it, this is my favorite comedy of all time. You should definitely watch it. It's hilarious. I know it has been on Netflix. I don't know if it still is, but 
If it's not, you could find it for use for $2 or rent it for a couple bucks. But the idea of basketball is that they mix baseball and uh, basketball together. And so the rules mix together. But where it becomes more interesting is that you have somebody that is, when they're about to take their shot, which if you make a shot, it's like basketball where you're shooting. But then if you make your shot, it's like baseball. If you make it from a certain distance, you get a single on first base. If you make it from a farther distance, you get a double on second base and so on. But then where the twist comes in is that while you're making your shot, you have somebody that's psyching you out and they can just do the craziest, grossest shit to try and make you miss it. And I remember as a kid watching this, which <laughs> probably sounds terrible if you know what this movie is and how bad it can be, but I did watch it as a kid. Um, and even to this day watching them, like this sport would be so much fucking fun to watch and even more fun to play. The psych outs would definitely mess me up because there's certain things I would just, I would not be able to do. I would probably have to quit the sport. But aside from that, I think the idea of it just sounds so fun. And I think you could do a really interesting game with it, actually. I think the concept of it works really well for like a fun arcade style sports game, which I don't think there's enough of, enough of, especially quality ones. I think there's a recently been a decent amount of them trying to come back, but they've been so low budget or so low effort for the most part, with some exceptions. Like I said, uh, during my stream, I was playing that Dunk Lords game, and they gave it away on Xbox Games with Gold. That seems surprisingly well. There's some exceptions, but it seems like those are the exceptions. And I think this would fit really well into that. And I love simulation sports games. I'm not somebody that hates on them. But just like I talk about shooters and all these other things, I think there's a place for everything. I feel like we could use more arcade-style sports games. I think that also maybe get a bigger audience of people that don't want to play Madden or don't want to play FIFA or NHL or whatever these simulation games. And then... I think the psych outs will take it to a whole nother level and make it something you haven't ever, haven't really ever seen in a game. And then the next one, very similar path, is Team America World Police, which is another Matt and uh, Trey creation. It's a, a puppeteer movie if you haven't seen it. Fucking hilarious. Um, and it's about... Um, it's... The story is definitely about, I was trying to figure out how to word it, but it's clearly about 9-11 and stopping Al-Qaeda and how America is just the uh, the savior of every country and we're the world police and we can stop anything. So it's definitely playing on that and why it's so funny is that, that there's the world police and they can fix everything, but they just keep fucking destroying the world more and more and that's where the comedy comes from. But the action in it, which is sounds funny with what I just said, being a puppeteer movie is so crazy and over the top. Cause they're destroying all these landmarks and these cities. And there's this ridiculous storyline because of nine 11. And I think it'd make a fucking hilarious, awesome game. And then the next one I had in this kind of uh same area is Sausage Party, which is another movie you haven't seen. I know it reviewed terribly, and even a lot of people I know personally hate it. 
I thought it was hilarious though. Um, it's a a very funny movie. If you haven't watched it, you should. About um, things that are edible. It's not just sausage. Just all kinds of food and drinks that are edible. Realizing or that they have minds of their own and they're living, and they realize that their end fate is getting eaten by humans, and it gets really dark. And I think you can make a a very funny and actually interesting and fun game with this of being in the stores and trying not to get eaten and having all the comedy that comes from that, which is the same thing. I don't know if I really even mentioned it too much with Team American Basketball is that there's not enough games that do humor well. I think all three of these could benefit from that strongly. And then the last one I have here is Nine, which is one of my favorite animated movies. I think easily one of the um, most underrated animated movies. If you haven't watched it, you should. Um, the It is a post-apocalyptic movie, which I uh, mentioned earlier. And... The storyline, uh, I was going to mention it's a spoiler, so I won't do it. If you haven't watched 9, do so. But the art style is so cool. It uh, It's like Sack Puppet, so like Sack Boy, and I'm a sucker for him. Um, So right off there, it already got me. But the art style and the visuals, this movie came out in 2009, 9909, just amazing, amazing release date. I think looks better than majority of animated movies I see now, which is super impressive being that old. And the post-apocalyptic and the dark world going along with these adorable, cute, innocent-looking puppet creatures, I think clashes really well together and it would make for something that I don't think you really see in games very much. And then the story, if they followed this or did their own thing, I think could be really interesting, but I don't want to get into that because like I said, I don't want to spoil it. So that's all I had. Hopefully that uh, hopefully that suffice for you, James. I know I made you wait a while, and I was hoping to have better because like I said, I know I've watched countless things that when I watch them, I'm like, how is this not a game? So that's why I said I'm going to keep those ongoing things if I watch something to mark it as I watch it. So that way I can talk about it in the podcast. So we'll get on to your next question here. The question of the week from James. It says, how's it going, guys? That's where we pause for Cody to answer, but he's not here. So there we go. The next question is kind of simple. So I don't think Casey will need two weeks to think about it. So here it is. Passive, aggressive, James. What is your favorite art style? For games, do you prefer realistic graphics, the more cartoony look, or a retro pixel art style? I recently started playing around with pixel art, and I'm learning a lot about the tile sets and sprite animation, and it's really interesting, and I thought it would be a good question for you guys. It is, James. Um, I know this one is more straightforward. It's ironic, because uh, I know you're not actually being passive-aggressive, by the way, James. I'm just being funny. Uh, it just it really does sound passive aggressive, but I know you, so I know it's not. Um, also, it's very funny that uh, Cody made such a big deal about how I don't care about you and I'm terrible and I need someone to answer. 
And then look who's not even here. He just fucking fucking abandoned you just straight up. So fuck Cody, I guess. Um, also, I'm going to answer this, but I'll have Cody answer it next week. I just thought, uh, yeah. So even though this is an easy question, I'm not going to have you wait, just so you know. Um, I think it's for me, it's harder answer than just being like, ah, uh, that one's my favorite. Because I feel like it might sound like top-down answer, but it's true that I feel like it really depends on the game. Like if The Last of Us looked like Ratchet and Clank, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? I'd actually be intrigued because it would be just so different. But I feel like that game would lose 99% of its luster and vice versa. If you had a game like Ratchet and Clank look like The Last of Us, I think it would be really fucking weird to see something that realistic on these cartoony creatures. So... Like most things, I prefer a variety. But he did say favorite, so for me, if I had to pick, I feel like majority of the games I play are definitely more realistic graphics, so maybe that's an answer there. But things that actually attract my eye with video games are definitely retro or a pixel. Like, Danielle's always making fun of me that I'm always talking about 8-bit things or looking at that or always catching my eye. So, I think that's my answer, non-answer. Um, I definitely think it's a good question. I'd be curious to see what Cody thinks. Because um, I think with him, it can go any way. So, as long as he's here next week, I'll bring that back up. And if you want to send in another question, James, definitely appreciate it. It was the question of the week. Ryan, I know you sent another email, if you can call it that. I saw that mess. That's Cody's special, so... That's going to have to wait till next week. So if you need to write another one because you're upset and you need Cody to re uh, read two of them, you can. Or if you just want to wait until he gets to that so you can have your ongoing madness that makes me feel like I'm in another fucking dimension and about to go to a different dimension again somehow, feel free. And to anybody else that wants to send questions, questions or feedback, you can do so by sending to currentbacklogers at gmail.com which would normally take us to news but I don't have any this week I feel like I'm definitely missing something here kind of like I mentioned earlier about putting these lists together I'm like oh shit I know I saw something and I tried to save it or screenshot it or copy it and I don't know where it's at which is another thing I've been trying to get better at is keeping these going as the week goes so I'm going to try and put a list together as I'm about to record so hope I'll keep doing that, but can't think of any news this week. So that'll get take us to media pickups, which this all came from Black Friday. This is where I got all this stuff. So we'll start with games. There's a couple of things I got that are non-game related, but I think kind of are similar. Um, the first one I got was Control Ultimate Edition for Xbox One. And I kept my receipts for everything. That was another thing that I should mention when I was talking about Black Friday earlier is that like I said I don't normally buy a lot and part of the reason I don't is the reason I mentioned earlier but also because I do this thing where I see something at a good deal but I'm like oh man we're going to go to this store they might have it cheaper and then I overthink it and then it's gone or I get it at a more expensive price and then see it cheaper and I'm like oh man this isn't worth it. So this year I decided instead of doing that and missing out on a deal or also a lot of times 
I won't get it at the first place and then I'll go five other stores. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, the first place had it at the best deal and I have to go back there. I was like, instead of going back and forth and doing all of this and maybe missing out on deals, I'm going to buy everything that I know I'd be okay with, keep receipts, compare prices later, see if I missed anything that could have gotten cheaper or if I really didn't want this thing, be able to have time to process it at my house and take it back instead of reacting in the moment. So... I think that worked out well, and I think especially, hopefully, if Black Friday is continuing and normal in the years going forward, that will be my game plan because I think it worked out much better. So the first one I got that will lead into why I said that was control, like I said. And I literally had it in my hand, and Cody's like, do you do it? It's like, I know I want to. I've been wanting to play this game since it came out. I love Remedy. I still haven't even played Quantum Break, so what am I doing here? It's even on Game Pass, which takes me into my next point. Is I was like, I know this is a game that's going to be a Game Pass game. I'm kind of surprised it isn't yet. And I haven't bought it for months and months because I know the day I buy it, they're going to add to Game Pass. And he's like, yeah, but they probably won't add the Ultimate Edition. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Let's just go for it. And in the back of my mind, I, was like, I had that receipt. So... I bought it. I brought it home. I'm going to get to less, the rest of this stuff here in a minute. So kind of backtracking. But brought it home. The next day they announced they're adding control to Game Pass with uh, quite a few other games. If you want to check out an Xbox website, uh, a good list of um, amazing to decent games they're adding to Game Pass in December. So you should check it out. I don't want to read all of them here and take all your time up, but you should check that out. The only downside is that it is the uh, standard edition, not ultimate, but I paid 35 for it. So I was like, oh man, maybe I should buy it. But I was like, let me look up the expansions because the expansion is actually the biggest reason I want to play it. And that's because one of the expansions is connecting in some way to Alan Wake. So I fucking love Alan Wake. That's what made me fall in love with Remedy completely. I liked some of their stuff before that, but that's what really did it for me. But both expansions are $10, so I can get, I already have Game Pass, buy both expansions for $20, still saving 15 bucks. I like physical games, it'd be cool to have it, but I really only care if it's something that I really, really want. So saving $15 on that, I was like, yeah, I'm taking it back. I can't believe it literally adds the next day, that's nuts. And also, it's still weird to me, I know I talked on podcasts, that this DLC some way connects to Alan Wake. It doesn't seem like it's going to be very meaningful or direct because they have it on PlayStation. And Alan Wake never came out on PlayStation, which that's my point. I think it's very weird they did that. But still, I love Alan Wake so much. And Quantum Break, or not Quantum Break, see, I just did it. Uh, Control on its own seems like a good game. So I want to play that. And then the other things I picked up was Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remastered on Xbox One for $25, I think. And this is uh, was a game that was on my most anticipated list. So the only thing that was holding me back is I thought it was too much for something I might not play or all the reasons I discussed before. But for that price, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. Another one that was on my list, this one on uh, PS4, was Avengers, the uh, Crystal Dynamics event, Avengers game. Got it for $25, and I picked PlayStation because Spider-Man is exclusive on there. So, that's the way it went. I know a lot of people are hating on that game. 
if you listen to this, um, the podcast, when I did a most anticipated episode, I hated on myself some because it's also a living, persisting game, which I think this game would have benefited greatly from not having that. And I think that's what a majority of people are ironically making fun of now and talking about where the game's failing, even though everybody at the time said that's where games are heading and that's what they want. I think people are slowly seeing that's not what they want because I think this game would have benefited greatly from just being a straight-up game and telling a story, and that's the part I'm most interested in. I think that will be solid, so for me, I'm totally okay with buying it. And then I bought Prey 2017, or Prey, the 2017 Prey, I should say. That's not the title of it because there have been multiple Preys, but this was a reboot that came out in 2017. That was only like $5. It was also, that's been on Game Pass actually, but I didn't play it. And for 5 bucks on Xbox One, I was like, eh, why not? And then the last two things I bought are not games themselves, but kind of gaming related. Was a a smart light strip that will go, or is already behind my TV. And I can um, sync up with my phone and all my other smart lights. I have a ton of Google products. So I hooked it up. I haven't used it a ton yet but it's really cool it can also light up and then you can also sync it to the audio and have it do different colors and all kinds of things it's not as crazy as if you've seen um like philip hugh where which if you haven't seen philip hugh you should watch the newest videos of that it's fucking nuts like a example they showed was the force awakens are having a lightsaber battle and this be another visual thing podcast listeners um but if they're swinging their red lightsaber like up in the air right here, the light will actually recognize it and send a red, red light up here. And then a the blue lightsaber will be down the corner. The whole screen or the whole wall will be blue down there. So it actually like syncs up to the visuals what you're seeing, which is fucking crazy. Mine just kind of sync up in the way they'll flash. It doesn't actually recognize colors or anything. But mine was also $50. Phillips Hughes or hundreds of dollars what you're paying for what you get but for me for my setup right now as much obviously i'll take that there same price but i don't think it's worth it for the setup i have right now and that stuff's only gonna get cheaper so by the time this dies out or i'm sick of it i can always upgrade to the more crazy shit and then i got a google nest hub like i said i have a ton of google products here this is something i'm still debating if i'm keeping or not because i do have so much google stuff but this is the highest end um, Google thing I'd have so far. And it's kind of like a mini tablet along with a Google Home. So, debating that. I got it on sale. So, keep you updated if I kept that or not, what I think of it. And then we can get into what I've been playing, which is not a whole lot this week. A little bit of uh, MCC, a little, uh, or a decent amount of Twin Breaker on Xbox. I'm trying to uh, 100% it on there. I think I'm only five achievements away. So it might actually happen. Kind of weird that I'm closest on Xbox because I put the most time in PlayStation for sure. And this is PlayStation-centric game. And I definitely want to get the Platinum on PS4 and Vita because it is such a PlayStation game. But I actually enjoy the game a lot. It's a good calm time waster. The music's cool, so going to try 100% and get both Platinums as well. And then Danielle on Black Friday got Yoshi Crafted World on Switch, so we were playing some co-op on there. It's a lot of fun. Definitely 
I think, enhanced quite a bit by playing with somebody else. I don't like it as much as Yoshi's uh, Yoshi's Worldly World. What is it? Let me look it up. The Yarn Yoshi. What is it called? Yarn Yoshi game. This was a, a Wii U game that I think got ported over to Switch. Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah, I was, I was close. Um, just didn't trust myself. And I did get ported over to Switch. I played it on Wii U. We beat it together on co-op. I think uh, that game was a lot more fun. And the art style, I think, just fitted better. And those mechanics of the yarn left for a lot more creation and ideas. This kind of just more straightforward, but still a fun game. And then... Getting about what I've been watching, which also hasn't been a whole lot. We um, had our lost last week. Um, let's see. That was... No, yeah, we didn't have lost last week. As soon as I read that, I was like, that's not right, because that was Thanksgiving. So check that. Um, but I did watch The Mandalorian. I'm caught up now. I won't give any spoilers, don't worry. I know it's exciting talking about The Mandalorian. I do want to be able to discuss the things I've seen. But people just ruin it so fast. And I totally get wanting to talk about it. So even if you're going to post about it, I get wanting to share it on social media or whatever. Just have a giant thing before you can... The other text is even readable. It says spoiler and then discuss away from there. I don't know why people have to ruin shit. So I won't spoil anything. The only thing I'll say is I'm loving it. My biggest issue, as I've discussed on here, was with The Mandalorian is it's enjoyable. And while I'm watching, I love it. But then later, as I think about it, there was really no substance. Every episode is, I need to get rid of Baby Yoda. And they go somewhere. He's like, here, take it. And somebody's like, I can't take it. All right, well, I'll take it. And that's, I know there's other stuff that happened, but that was... 90% 90% of the storyline from the Mandalorian season one. And that's definitely still persisting in season two and comes and goes, but there's a lot more feeling in between that that is uh, very interesting. So I'll leave it at that so I don't spoil anything. And then I watched the crew play their playoff game, beat Nashville 2 nothing. So they're now one win away from the MLS Cup, which will be fucking awesome. I hope it happens. And it will go crew. And then I would have watched the Buckeyes, but that game got canceled. So that's pretty fucking cool. And then there's rumors that our next game is uh, Michigan State. But there's rumors that Michigan is going to bail out of our game against them, which would be the most Michigan thing ever. And all the Michigan fans are, oh, shit, shit, we really got you. I'm like, you're... You haven't fucking won a, a home game yet. You're losing to every team you should beat. Penn State was your first. They uh, got their first win against you. There is no reason you should be talking shit. And if you're really going to talk shit about how you're screwing us over, that really shows how much Michigan has fallen that you're like, yeah, now we don't get a lose against you. Fucking take that. And also, if the Big Ten's really that stupid to let Michigan do that and to not have some repercussion for that or some plan for that to let Ohio State play these games that wasn't their fault or reschedule a game 
or change their guidelines to let them in the Big Ten Championship, then that's an embarrassment for the conference and not some amazing feat that Michigan somehow thinks they pulled off. And would be uh, that'd be the reason that they definitely could have beat us this year if they just played, which they're not gonna breaking news. Um, and then also I would have watched the Broncos, but then the NFL decided they wanted to fuck the Broncos in the ass. And um, we'll talk about that here for a second. So to give some context, the Broncos quarterback Jeff Driscoll tested positive for. Oh, well, my watch just told me it's Jeff Driscoll. I, I know that. I was I was talking about Jeff Driscoll, but thank you, Apple Watch. Um, he tested positive for the coronavirus, and there's supposedly video, for some reason they haven't shown it, of all the Broncos quarterbacks in the room with him, and they're not wearing masks. So the NFL test them as they always do, even if that's not happening. And every other quarterback was negative. But they weren't wearing masks. So all of them were disqualified to play in the game. Which kind of backwards thinking to begin with. Without getting too much in the virus. Because I know people are sick of hearing about it and whatnot. But no conspiracies, no opinions, just... Literally everybody, if you pay attention, knows this by now at least. That just like positive tests can be wrong, negative tests can be wrong. So their their test could be positive, and that's people's point. But his positive test could be incorrect as well. And we've seen quite a few times, specifically in the NFL, that there's been more false positives than false negatives already. So, if anything, you think that would lean towards that. But that's one argument. So, the Broncos were without a quarterback. So, they're like, well, can you give us any leeway here? Because this isn't really just on us. Which everybody's like, well, no, no, it is on you. Because, see, not only did one test positive, but all the other ones didn't wear a mask around him. And everybody loves to get their virtue signaling out and... Talk about how great they've done, how they would never do that. Even though if we're all being honest with ourselves, no matter how strict you are about this, no matter how good you try to be, you're fucking lying to yourself if you haven't had your mask off for a little bit or if you're around people that you're around every day or if you go out to work after it, they go out to eat and you're probably taking off your mask with these people that you're with, which everybody's done some scenario of this, that you're kind of... A fucking hypocrite and kind of just asking for if people to catch you doing this to just fucking destroy you because this is no different than something all of us have done these are people that work together every day and people talk about how football is like a, a brotherhood and they're contained in the area where it's just them 99% of the time they're doing more testing, and people like to point out that that out all the time now, but apparently it doesn't apply here, that athletes are steering, stealing all the coronavirus tests, but apparently here it's not a really a factor, I guess. But, so, that takes us back to what I was talking about with the Broncos being like, well, you kind of didn't let us do this, so can you give us a workaround? Can we 
can this game be delayed? And the NFL's like, oh, no, 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 we don't, we don't delay games. I mean, when you're playing the Patriots, we delayed that game twice so the Patriots could get their players back, and they got their one quarterback they were missing back. But no, we don't delay games. And then the same week, they delayed the Steelers-Ravens game three different times to the point where it was on a Wednesday, which I don't think is a really an... Has there been an NFL game on Wednesday? The fuck? And then they're like, oh, okay, well, could he make an exception? Can we, like, sign a quarterback? I mean, normally at this point you can't. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, well, our uh, fucking assistant coach used to play quarterback in college. Could we let him play so there's, like, a, some kind of a semblance of what you need as, like, a, a core football team? here no ah no unfortunately it's against the rules so what we can give you is you can sign some of your practice squad which is somebody that can't make the nfl roster in case you don't know you can sign him no well we don't have a quarterback there no no well we'll pick the receiver that one point played college quarterback and see how that goes Oh, wait, hey, it went fucking terrible. He's a wide receiver on a practice squad, so he couldn't even make it on the roster as his own position. And they had to play a different position. So no fault to him, not making fun of him, making fun of the NFL. And also, if you call it bias or whatever, like I said, I think I gave plenty of reasons why it's not bias and why it's bullshit. But even all that aside, I think it's pretty embarrassing for the league to be okay with having that kind of performance on the field. I don't think that shows well for anything. And everybody's like, well, you're playing the Saints. You're going to lose. Oh, well, here, let me get into his stats. He had uh, two interceptions and I think completed one pass and did fucking horrendous. So there's his stats. So everybody's like, well, you're playing the Saints, so it's not going to matter. But the game was uh, very tight for majority of the game. The defense finally got worn out, and they got worn out because there literally wasn't a quarterback on the field. So they're playing... 90% more than they would have. So any defense can get worn down. But they were holding them the entire time. So if you even had, not your starting quarterback, but a, a quarterback, just like the guy that holds the ball and throws it, then you had a shot because people talk all the time about how defense can win a championship if there's even no decent quarterback. All you need is somebody who knows how to play the quarterback, and that can get you. So... People say that also. Don't don't know much about football. Also, side note, the Broncos scored three points with literally out of quarterback, like I said. And that's as many points as Tom Brady put up against the same team. So that's pretty fucking awesome. I guess we got that going. Um, So that's all I'll say about that. Um, Like I said, this podcast is mainly about games, but when we started it, we were talking about everything. I do want to be able to discuss stupid things and things that come naturally, but we try to segue more into entertainment, and I feel like I focus too hard on games, even though I definitely want that to be the focal point. I feel like I was talking more about before about shows and movies and music and sports because it's all entertainment, so try and get back to that. So sorry if the sports was too much for you, but that is going to be part of the podcast. So we'll get into the free games. So for Xbox, you have on 360, Saints Row got out of hell till December 30th. 
on Xbox One. You almost have a voice crack there. On Xbox One, you have Swim Sanity till December 15th and The Raven Remastered till December 30th. Also, forgot to look up what Swim, Swim Sanity was again. Need to do that. PlayStation Plus, you have Worms Rumble, Just Cause 4, and Rocket Arena till Ju- January 4th. Which, holy shit, January. We're going to be in New Year soon. And then you have Bug Snacks on PS5 till January 4th. And we talked a few weeks ago about wondering if you could download Bug Snacks even if you don't have a PS5. So that way, once you theoretically get a PS5, you could download it on there. And I said how I thought you could, and I assumed you could because I did that with my PS3 to PS4 games. But I wanted to make sure. So I did download Bug Snacks. I didn't, well, I didn't download it. I added it to my library because I can't download it because I don't have a PS5. But I did add it to my library so that way when I get a PS5, I can download it. So that is how it's going to work, which is nice because that means any games they add PS5 to the Plus, I can add my library. And then when I theoretically get a PS5, I always have all these games waiting for me. So that'll take us to Fake Outrage, which I actually do have one this week. So my brother Nick started listening to our podcast, and he's one of the listeners on um actual podcast. So um Nick, I just want to call you out here because when we were hanging out last week, or no, a couple of days ago, you're like, I knew you'd be too much of a pussy to read my podcast or my uh, message to your podcast. And uh, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, I sent it to you. And I'm like, you didn't send it to me. He's like, yes, I did. And he looks at it and he's like, oh, I did current backlogs at gmail.com with an N, not gmail.com with an M. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's probably it. So I'm like, well, you know what? I'll, I'll read it on this podcast. Go check the email before I start. Hey, no fucking email. So if you're going to call me out, expect to get called out on your bullshit. If you want to send a email sent to currentbackloggers at gmail.com, like mom, like milk, like moo, okay? Thank you. Um, and that will uh, take us to the end of the show here. Um, I'm going to mention a couple things that might be cheesy and uh, we don't mention a lot in here, but like I said, we are on all the major podcast services. So if you are one of the listeners and not the viewers, I'd really appreciate on whatever, or we would really appreciate on whatever podcast service you're listening on to leave a review if they have that capability. Because I know from podcasts I listen to and looking up stuff on our podcast uh, stats, that that's uh, definitely a big help trying to get more traction. So if you could leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, I'd definitely appreciate it. Or if you want to share it with anybody else, obviously I'd appreciate it as well. And if you're watching here on YouTube, definitely appreciate if you could like the video and subscribe to the channel and put on the notification bell. And Or if you're listening to the podcast, um, if you want to see any of the visuals or we also do streams on here and other stuff. If you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Current Backloggers, I would appreciate it. But uh, I think that's it for this week. Thanks for watching. Um, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog. And you can email any corrections, questions, or feedback to currentbackloggers at gmail.com. 
Maybe that's why you sent the wrong email, because uh, I always clear my throat and do shit in between the email. But uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for watching, guys. Or listening. <laughs>